Hello, album enjoyers. Just a quick message at the top to say, uh, basically, this episode was originally supposed to be uh, covering Bright Eyes with the wonderful Chris Thorburn, but unfortunately, there was a bit of a balls up at the studio um the we don't have the original audio for that anymore same goes for next week's episode which was recorded which was the lovely josh pew uh we have backup audio for those but they're just not the quality that we'd like to put out uh for you guys so what we've done is instead is we have unlocked our very first patreon episode this is from a few months ago when we launched a patreon it's me and chris talking about robbie williams it's a fantastic episode i'm really great i'm really glad even that we get to put it out to uh, the general public um next week we are going to put out both of the episodes that we recorded with the backup audio and just get them out both in a one uh, if you can handle the slightly decreased audio quality, then they'll both be there for you. If, however, it's too much for our audiophile listeners, of which there are a few, I know, uh, then it's just one week uh, of irregularity. Um, with apologies to patrons who have already heard this, we will make it up to you in another way. The episode's really great for the public, if you've not heard it before. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the episode. Peace and love in the new millennium. Hello and welcome to the Enjoy an Album podcast. Uh, it is uh, wait, this is a Patreon special. This is the first ever Patreon exclusive episode of Enjoy an Album. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, ultimate Enjoy an Album Ultra um, in being the first to subscribe. Yeah, and join. And this is your bonus episode uh, yeah. to get things rollicking and rolling. Uh, and coming up in just a few days, time of the next. Patreon exclusive from that point onwards, every two weeks, you get a new secret, sexy, uh, special. It's not a secret. Well, well exclusive. Exclusive. It's uh, not a secret. Tell uh, people if you want. We'll keep it a secret. Just don't tell anybody. We want as few Patreons as possible. I don't want any. A lot of, uh, a lot of comedy podcasts are trying to get as many Patreons as possible. Fills. We're trying to keep it down to one. Fillish. We can get it. Plans. We're going to post uh, as it reduces week on week. We're going to do a countdown, like just fucking, just three people left <laughs> to get rid of. We just need to get rid of those two. No, 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 no. To celebrate the advent of the Enjoying Album Ultra, I've got Liam a present. Wow. And he's going to be an Enjoying an Album. Oh my god! Find us in the box. It's shop. upside down. It's upside um, down. That's very sweet. So this is um, ambient music for airports by Brian Eno, who we've not covered yet, or, or the Roxy Music. Um, he was in Roxy Music, wasn't he, Brian? He Eno? was in Roxy Music, and he produced, he produced Talking Heads and Coldplay and U2. I've listened to Another Green World a lot by Brian Eno. I've never listened to music for airports, but I am a big fan. I spoke to, um, in a podcast that never saw the light of day, uh, I interviewed Carl Donnelly about his favourite things, mm-hmm. favourite album, favourite film. Favorite TV this was his favorite record, and his favorite record was Apollo by Brian Eno. Oh, so he's into his. We need to get Kyle Donnelly, I and mean, he's like my godhead. He's your godhead. I worship him. Oh, really? We had simultaneous baths once. Whoa. Different bathrooms. You probably had simultaneous baths more than once, if you think about it. No, I don't have a lot of baths. But but maybe think about all the, who do you think the most famous person is who you've had a bath at the same time as? John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. Okay. <laughs> he's uh, he's on a different time schedule to you. Come on, that's he's in America. That's when I do have them, though. Do you really? Yeah. Skunk gets me. How often do you... A skunk gets you <laughs> late at night when you're picking through the bins. 
I consider the rubble of my life. Um, I don't. I don't really like a bath. Never show a man. But oh, I like a bath bomb. If we're yeah. having a bath, let's talk talking about ways of washing ourselves. Let's start talking about the Patreon <laughs> experience. Well, yes, uh, uh, you get two free episodes. They a know week. what they've signed oh, up. Yeah, we don't have to pitch it to them. Shit, so. Yeah, you guys are here, right? And we're you're here for you the fun. bath chat, and I've ruined it. Yeah, and um, we're gonna be uh, the one thing I will say is we're gonna be maybe asking our patrons to vote on which albums we should cover. You know, well, one so. thing I want to do is the Patreon exclusive series. I feel like. Liam loves Radiohead so much and I love Metallica so much and we both love the Smiths yep. and we want to talk about Talking Heads and Bob Dylan and shit mm-hmm. we want to do in-depth series I want to do deep pan dives deep pan pizza dives yes. into these artists I, I'm, I'm not even talking just four I used to think four and I'm like can you really sum up Radiohead in four albums or would you need six? Oh my god do you, do you the patreon listeners want to listen to eight weeks in a row about the same person probably not so maybe nah. we won't do that but listen you wait you need to get deep down into it need to do, get deep buried bury your head into the pizza. ass of tom york i could genuinely do every metallic album i could speak and for an hour have at least a big sniff smells smell his butt tommy <laughs> Um, this is, uh, Robbie Williams. We hope you enjoy it. Um, we enjoyed listening to it and talking to each other. A double banged hot coffee in a cold day, he's, bro. He's gone mad. He's gone insane. Um, and thank you guys for being you. For being our Patreon original ultras. Original ultras. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Guys, you've been listening. You know the deal. It's stuff to shave your balls with, and it works. They've been long-term sponsors of the pod. We've both used the uh, products regularly. Uh, our downstairs bits are in tip-top um, condition because of, uh, and you can get 20% off with the album code, with the code ALBUM20 even. ALBUM20 code gives you a discount, and you can get grooming products that are cut-free technology. Yes. I just honestly I don't even look at my cock and balls when I'm shaving them. I just take the <laughs> I take what's it called? The lawnmower? Yes, the lawnmower. I actually put a blindfold on to test the I'm like one of those samurais who's so fucking in touch with like the force that they don't even they don't even need to see to have a samurai fight. They just take the lawnmower. Yeah, they don't. I do. It's that. It's, I just go at it, man. You know that I've scene never in, bled in out Star Wars when they put the blindfold on Luke and there's the little ball like flying mm-hmm. around him and he knows where it is. That's what I'm like with Chris's balls. That's what, <laughs> we would do each other, and it's fine <laughs> to do that, and it's not weird. It's and it's, not at all. It was just two platonic friends shaving each other's balls with yeah. manscaped, and you can. You don't need somebody like that in your life. You know, you can do it yourself. And but it's and nice you if you do. It's nice if you do. Uh, uh, album 20 get on it thanks so much you're listening to enjoy an album the podcast where two comedians listen to some of the greatest albums of all time the triumphant artwork suggests robbie's at his most cocksure on his eclectic fourth album there's certainly irresistible swagger to kids a salacious dance rock duet with Kylie Minogue and the post-punk meets house thump of rock DJ. However, this is also another Robbie album that benefits from introspection. He's a tender country troubadour on Lover's Apology. If it's hurting you and bruised but spirited on John Lennon-inspired ballad Better Man and Supreme's disco rock, it is Robbie Williams. Yes, man. 
You've been wanting to cover Robbie for a while. He's not on the uh, much derided Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time. Due to the America-centric mm. yep. top 500 greatest albums list of all time, a lot of noted spectacular British artists who never made it over there. I mean, Robbie did make it over there. Was Robbie did not make it over there as a, on the level that he made it here. Well, sure, sure. He's, but... I found this out last night. Hmm. More number one singles than anybody ever. Last year, he beat... More than Lad Baby. More than Lad Baby. What? He beat Elvis last year. Really? As a solo artist. About time. The Not- Beatles have had more number British number ones than anyone, but he has albums. But he um, he beat Elvis last year with his new record, 25. Wow. I mean... I he's mean, not he's, done that in America. He's a big deal, certainly. Um, he what, is Britain as far as I'm concerned. You're a big Robbie head? Turns out, yeah. Have you... I mean, you. I think we, we spoke about him before in the podcast and you were quite... You know, you were like bigging him up then. Mm-hmm. You, so we, you, as a young man... It was in the Manu Chow episode. Uh, yes. Long time ultras. Yeah. We'll remember the Manu Chow clandestino and, and people will obviously not need any explanation for the Manu Chow, Rob Williams connection. No. <laughs> South American sort of back papa, back papa. <laughs> it was papa rapper the back papa, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, it was because uh, Robbie, with the help of Lily Allen, Nepo mm. Baby Extremo, uh, they covered uh, Bongo Bong. Oh yeah, I did a bongo. Pilamante, I did a bongo. Yes. Robbie does like singing in a sort of faux, like, not English voice sometimes for fun, doesn't he? <laughs> it's called Spanish. No, but he does, he's done it in a few different records is what I mean. It's not always Spanish. Well, what other ones? Well, he's adopted, he sort of has a bit of a, a a twang, a bit of a Jamaican twang when some of his hip-hop stuff. Has he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the, the, the patois. Yeah, yeah. The rhythms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm not saying that. Hey, I think Robbie, you do your rhythms. Yes, go with it. No, you know, I'm just pointing out. I can't wait to get into the hip hop inspired nature of this record and some of the great raps and stuff. Um, um, so were you? So were you? Were you into this? Did you have this album when it first came out? I think the question you're looking for is, have you ever heard of Robbie Williams? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if I had this album in the house. Hmm. I do remember the, the CD being in shops. And I remember it being in the window of HMV for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but these singles of this record, unbelievable! The soundtrack to my single-digit life. Yeah, for sure. Seven when this came out. I think. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you as well, so I was kind of on the Robbie train. I, I don't think I ever had his CDs though. If I'm being really honest with you, I maybe would have had. Angels, mm-hmm. because everybody had it, and I maybe I would have had an angel. And you know what? I remember definitely listening to. Now that's what I call insert number here. Yes, with um millennium, millennium. Come and have a go if you think you are hard enough, millennium. Why was that never a Bond soundtrack? I mean, 
Brian Robbie's never done a Bond, does he? No. He must have been asked That record is kind of stylized as if it's a classic. Uh, the video for The video, record, he's yeah. dressed up as a James Bond, so maybe that was his audition for a James Bond anthem. I, he, I mean, he's kind of due... I mean, you're telling me he had a record that was number one last year, but he's due... This, there is due a bit of a Robbie resurgence, though. Like, I can imagine Robbie... Yeah. He got in a bit of bother uh, with some anti-vax stuff recently. Oh, really? He's a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Well, look, he's a working-class lad. Nothing wrong with that. A working-class lad surrounded by Hollywood bloody you-know-whats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> um, he, uh, I, I was a bit young for the take that side of Robbie. I remember the difficult conversation my mum and dad had to have with me. When I said, I love this Robbie Williams guy. And they said, oh, he used to be in a band. And I said, huh? Uh-huh. He said, he was in Take That. And I was like, I don't even, never heard of those guys. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was in a big band called Take That. Yeah. And they had to have that conversation with me to say people were crying and people were committing suicide when Take That broke up. I, were, I, were they? That's what they said to me. Yeah, I don't think that's... Quite dark thing to say to your child. <laughs> it's kind of a weird, unnecessary lie to say to a, a little... But yeah, it does explain a lot about why you are the way you are. Yeah, why would I kill myself all the time? <laughs> no, I'm, I remember um, Jerry leaving the Spice Girls, um, you know, and that being big drama a few, yes, a few yes, years later. Yes. I, don't, I don't really remember Robbie uh, leaving Take That. Apparently it was a big fucking yeah. deal. He was the bad boy. Yeah. I watched the Daddy Girls episode where they go and see Take That in Belfast. You seen that? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. You ever seen Daddy Girls? I have seen the first uh, series. Is it the first oh, series? Oh, it's in the second series, but it's yeah. spicy, very good circle. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy it. I just don't like watching comedy at home because I see enough of it and it just makes me mad. Right, but there's a difference between world-class sitcom and... Uh, no, but watching world-class sitcoms or, or anything just makes me mad. Why? Because I just look at everything I've done and go, I should be have done something you good by now. You should be dedicated. I should have done something good by now and I haven't, so no. You did this? You did a Patreon exclusive uh, Robbie Williams podcast? Yeah. When yeah. you little Nintendo t-shirt. This is our, it's a Fiorentina 98 away top. Um, this is a, a our Derry Girls, I guess. This is our Derry Girls, man. You know? well, well, look, you know, I mean, I, I expect big things from the Patreon and maybe one day <laughs> I'll be able to watch a comedy show without feeling... Uh, deep regret Have or you jealousy. Wrote any scripts? No. <laughs> Shut up. <then>. No. <laughs> How are they going to get mad? Well, that just is not, yeah, that's what makes me mad. Oh. I sit and I watch it and I go, God, I should be doing something like this, but then I don't. I go and play fucking Vampire Survivors. Great game. I've heard that's really good. I've not played it yet. Um, so you were saying that he's a bit of a working class lad. Should we get right into it? I mean, if 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 you're ready. Secret Paul show, secret secret Paul mm. show. You do it fast and it feels like no show. Got no money, you got those pro secret Paul show. As this is the first Patreon episode, I'm wanting to ask our Patreon subscribers who have a bit more of our ear than the usual listeners. Sure. What they make of the uh, new and improved secret Paul show jingle, or if they have any other suggestions. People don't like change. But mm-hmm. it is necessary for the artist, as I Robbie heard... proved when he followed yeah. up "Swing When You're Winning" with "Swing When You're Winning." This is my "Swing When You're Winning." Some people killed themselves when Chris changed the uh, <laughs> jingle to "Secret Posher." You know they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, as I say, he's a proper working class lad. Stoke on Trent. His mum and dad. Were... You ever been to Stoke on Trent? Can I say that? 
Um, have I been to Stoke? I feel like I have. I went to every away game with West Ham for three seasons, and I feel like one of them was Stoke away, but it was often like we were bundled into the back of a car, then we went to the game, and then we came home, so some of them were a bit blurry. I, it's just the stadium. I can't really remember Stoke, so maybe I didn't make that one. I think I would... Like, most of them I have a, a good knowledge of whether or not I did, so I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... I mean, Stoke, they're the Potters, because it's big ceramics Transphobic. history. <laughs> yes, because... <laughs> <laughs> the, yes, the Mighty Turfs. Um, Come on, you Turfs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you chefs. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, they, uh, the big ceramics history. So my, my wife has been to see, when she first arrived in the UK, it was like, that's a thing people do when they're backpacking and they visit the UK. Mm-hmm. She's got to go see a proper British football game. Proper game of football. She went to Stoke on Trent? She went, she was visiting a friend who lived in Liverpool. Uh-huh. So she went to see Everton versus Stoke. So she says that Stoke are sort of her team because she's a potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the potters. She's seen them. Yeah. She's never seen my team, West Ham. So great that the UK used to make stuff, you know. Like we used to make stuff in this country. Manchester. Now know. all we produce is fucking world-famous turfs. Turfs the, and podcasts. The turf industry in this country. We are punching way above our weight. Is booming. Yeah. Is a booming. Guardian Raiders. Yes. Graham Lineker. <laughs> Okay, Although what? he is an Irish man, so I guess he's can't British really now. claim. He's <laughs> you, you write the uh, you write the pilot episode for the sitcom Motherhood, and you become British. Put it that way. Did he? Did indeed. They don't like to talk about it. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I fucking bet. I fucking bet. Just the pilot. I um I used to love Father Ted so much, and there was a part it's still of me good. when they announced the Father Ted musical. I was like, oh god, that's gonna be so good. Ardo then- Hanlon isn't a tariff. Well, they've all abandoned yeah. the project. Yeah. Because uh, because Gremlin and so fucking mental. But you used to have all these places in the UK where people would make stuff like Manchester would make. Um, cotton and guns. Cotton and guns and. And bedding. Know. Yeah. Do you know that that's what they call um, in Australia? Manchester. They call bedding Manchester. Because, because it's from here. Because it, it's from there. Well, it arrived in boxes marked Manchester. Mm hmm. And they were like, oh, that must be what this is called. Famously stupid people. Yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. I don't assume that my HelloFresh box is full of uh, this way up. Because <laughs> 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 I'm not a moron. Um, so, uh, Robbie Williams. I have been to Stoke on Trent. Is that why you asked me? So yes. you could tell me your Stoke on Trent story? Yeah, okay. I was doing a gig there and it was so depressing. Can you, can you do it on a rainy night on Stoke? Turns out, yes. That's the famous phrase. So can Pat Cahill. He was there. Right. Me and Pat. Yeah. yeah. And then Nick Doody, I think. Um, did he? He did. <laughs> and uh, he did that thing. And um, it was so depressing there that Roscoe was gigging two towns over. Mm-hmm. And I said, Roscoe, can you come to Stoke and get me and drive me home? And did he? Yeah. And we were, we bought cigarettes at a little corner shop. And when we came out, this little boy went... Uh, don't go up there, you get banged out. Don't go out there, you'll get banged out. Yeah. Yeah. He said, don't go up there, you get banged out. And uh, it was a pretty rough part of the world. It was our Stoke. <laughs> this wee boy on a bike was warning us. Mm-hmm. If we go up that way, we'll get banged out. <laughs> you just got banged out by your sinuses, man. 
Let's, uh, can we write down the time of me sneezing, please? I'm about to cut that. I don't want to boost the volume of that section. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, are you calling my mom and dad a liar? Fuck you, man. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Robbie, People threatened to kill themselves. Robbie Williams' parents uh, were publicans. They had a red line. Do you have red lines in Scotland? Only in, like, safari parks and shit. Like Highland. Come on. Wildlife Park. The other line. The red line is like a chain of uh of Like pubs. a scream pub? It's a bit more... Um, so scream pub is kind of aimed at, like, student types, isn't mm-hmm. it? Red line is, it's kind of, they, they, you don't see them as much anymore because they've kind of swallowed up the, the, the Weatherspoons crowd has sort of swallowed them up. Right. They were, they were, they were kind of a, a Weatherspoons bef- when you could afford, you know, a, a, a pint of beer um, and didn't have to go to Weatherspoons because it was so cheap. So it was a level above Weatherspoons? Just slightly. Okay, cool. It's just, but people at Red Lions wouldn't have been snooty about Weatherspoons. They probably would have gone there mm-hmm. because it's a bit cheaper. Oh, Quite cheaper. We we'll go down here, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, so you don't see them any many days uh, these days. Um, you don't see them many days these days. You don't see many days these days. <laughs> the red lines. Um, that was until his dad became the licensee of Port Vale Football Club. The licensee. Yes. Now you're wearing a little t-shirt, a little football t-shirt. I'm wearing can my football ex- shirt. Can you explain to me what a licensee of a football club is? No. What do you What do you think it is? I th- he holds the license. I think it's probably. Uh, in the same way that someone who has a bar license for uh you know, you have to, you have to. What is a football license though? The license to play football? Well, no, he doesn't play football. Oh, because he... he was a bar a pub guy. He did the booze for it. Maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. good. We're figuring it out together. I'm actually very clever. Sometimes. Yeah. I can figure stuff out. Port Vale are um, uh, not a very big club. They're, no. they're sort of, I think they get about 5,000 fans a week. I watched a documentary last night called Some Mothers Do Album uh, about Robbie Williams, mm-hmm. um, named after the classic British sitcom, sitcom chat today. Frank Spencer. Uh, Frank Spencer. Betty. Oh, Betty. Uh, and he doesn't ever say that the documentary, but he narrates it. And um, Frank Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Robbie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, great sitcom, by the way. Mm-hmm. Great documentary. Did all his own stunts, Frank Spencer. Yeah, he was the Jackie Chan of his day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Frank Spencer get in a fight and he steps in a bucket and then like spins about and the bucket hits a henchman's head and his sh- gets a window shuts his fingers and he's like, <laughs> Oh, Betty! <laughs> oh, that really, that was an ouchie! Oh, police cop three! <laughs> um, so... Uh, they went to Port Vale, mm. Robbie and the crew and stuff. And they meet his dad. Do you know what else his dad did? Stand-up comedian. Really? Yes. That's yeah. where Robbie Williams gets his bloody charm and his power from. Let me And his manic you. depression. Now, now, now. Well, this, I was going to say, we normally do a sort of, what did you know about Robbie Williams? And I've made a note of, Let Me Entertain You used to be the walk-on music at Jonglers. Mm-hmm. Which I did for about a year before they crumbled. People used to slag that off. I think it's a great walk on for a comedy <sighs> club. No, but they would have played it for so long. For so long. And the lights would be spinning, but you were in. Like it, it would work if it was a nice theatre, mm-hmm. but you were in like a Pulse nightclub in Portsmouth. Prism. Yeah, to like you know, 20 stags. Just, but not even like rowdy, just looking bored. Yeah, depressing gigs. Let me 
entertain you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Liam Withell. Boo! You fucking reggae! Come on, you turfs! <laughs> Come on, you turfs, indeed. Um, yeah. In- indeed? No, I agree with him, but well, like. Sounds, sounds like you do. Uh, so, yeah, so. Um, he, oh, what, oh, his dad was a stand-up comedian. Was there much like? Was there any clips yeah, he of him doing? a clip of him. Was he any good? So one of his jokes was like, um, nowadays people get married, and they not married anymore. Used to be get married, and uh, people go to war. They come back, still married. Nowadays get married next week, <laughs> not married anymore. The crowds loving it. It's man. good bit. They're like, <laughs> it's good bit. <laughs> so. Married couple, uh, got out a long time, and <laughs> the husband, very smelly feet. <laughs> the wife, very smelly breath. <laughs> Comes to the wedding night, and um, about to consummate, go up to hotel, and uh, husband takes off his shoes, takes off his socks. The socks fucking run away. <laughs> now here's a song. <laughs> what? What was the? I don't understand. Why, what was the relevance of a smelly breath? I, I think there was another bit where. Right, uh, you've messed up the joke. Yeah, I think there's another punchline. I don't. I don't understand. And I have an understanding of comedy routines. Yeah, somewhat. And I couldn't even reverse engineer how <laughs> how it made sense. So his socks <laughs> ran off. The crowd loved that. And then she said to him, "Oh, your socks have run away." And, I think they ran away to get away from a breath, maybe. Right, okay. This you, you went into the routine with such confidence. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the start. And it's crumbled as you've forgotten. He's got smelly breath. She's got smelly feet. <laughs> Let's see what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's like a celebrity death match, man. Smelly breath versus smelly feet smelly, versus smelly, smelly, feet versus smelly breath. Um, <laughs> but his dad, but he was one of those comedians who would go to work in some clubs and like sing a song. And he and he says that he he's interviewing his dad, mm. and this is before this record came out. So it was when he was doing the record before this, um, that had Let Me Entertain You on it. And he's sitting, he's where he's been to rehab. He's mm. a year out for rehab, mm. and um, he's sitting with his dad in a kind of dark club, and he's like, you know, I used to watch you do your thing. Cause he was born in the pub, you know, and his mum and dad broke up when he was, he was two. born in a pub. Yeah, born in the Red Line. Was he? Yeah, in the top room. Wow. And uh, he says to his dad, he's like, he's like, why do you perform? And his dad's obviously like, oh, I just that's my job, that's what I do. And he's like, try to be a bit more deep about it, you know. But his dad's not having it. And he says, well, I used to watch you perform, and it wasn't so much I liked. I wanted to do what you do. It's that seeing everybody else paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. And I thought. I want to do that. And I think that kind of like show, that kind of traditional British showmanship comes across when you see him do live shows like Cologne in 2001 and he's doing wee bits and stuff. Oh, live in Nebworth. One of the biggest concerts this country's ever seen. Three nights at Nebworth. 125,000 people a night. Yeah. And then the way he's like fucking strutting and doing yeah. silly moves. And then he does a bit of a Matty Healy at one point. Sucks someone's thumb. He brings a. <laughs> Sucks someone's dick. Big Matty Healy update since we dropped the episode. He's been up to his old tricks again. Yeah, right. He sucked a woman's thumb in the front row. Yeah. Nobody knows where that thumb's been. Yeah, well, I do. Up her bum. 
Well, you do too, apparently. Um, that was purely speculation. So there's a, 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 a bit he's... Robbie is... Purely speculation. Please, uh, may he and his <laughs> lawyers... Leave us alone. Uh, leave us alone. <laughs> um, there's a bit in Live at Nebworth where halfway through a song, um, Robbie brings a woman on stage mm-hmm. and then he's singing whilst hugging her and then she puts her hand on his bottom... And the crowd are like, oh, my God, she's touching Robbie's bun. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs her tit and she's like, yeah. And then they snog. Uh-huh. And then she goes away to the point where I'm looking at I'm going, is this an actress? Mm-hmm. Is this Monica and bloody Bruce Springsteen again? It's not Monica. It's not. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox Arquette. Sorry, not to. Please don't denigrate the beautiful now ended marriage between David Arquette and Courtney Cox well, as oh, born on the set of Scream. Well, hang on. Well, then surely now she's Courtney Cox. If no, but she's kept the Arquette. Right, Out of okay. respect. Sorry for the Arquette erasure. Former WCW World Heavyweight Champion David Arquette. What? I won't go into it. We don't have time. <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? Um, but those, uh, those concerts, I mean... I just want to say, by the way, when you're talking about him getting like... Uh, I think if you watch the video for Rock DJ, which I'm sure we'll get into very shortly. <laughs> to my mind, one of the best music videos of all time. Suck my thumb. So put your finger up my bum and suck it. <laughs> if you ask me. I know I did, but uh, there is that kind of like, there's not a hundred miles between a Robbie Williams live show circa 2001 versus um, a Chip and Dale's performance mm. there's a degree of the magic make a hundred percent right but the thing the reason that robbie gets away with it is they want him <laughs> so i don't know why i said it like that because it is with a bit of a wink and a smile like uh-huh. yeah this is a bit bloody cheesy and stupid isn't it but hey well ladies love it and yeah you're like yeah i bet they do you dirty old bastard yes I, I i always thought about robbie i would love to have gone on a lad's holiday with robbie williams can you imagine? I'll tell you what. 18 you'd... years old, Zante, <laughs> Robbie Williams. Imagine the capers you'd get up to. I feel like everybody would want to fuck him and just leave me alone. No one would talk to me. Yeah, but I, I can imagine he'd be a good wingman. You, you come Trust, with me, fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd, 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 have, you'd get up to all sorts of japes. Hey, up. Yeah. You know, he's you'd be like, Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, flipping a Yorkshire pudding like a coin. Hey, up. Unks. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> You're Northern as well, yes. In this fantasy. So you think that me and Robbie were going on last holiday when we were 18, but we didn't grow up next to each other? Yeah. For that to happen, this, it would have to be from No, no, no. This, this, is a, this is in a fantasy world. Where we went to school. So anything can happen. We were in the same class. You've met on the plane on the way there. You're both going. Where are you going, Robbie, man? Oh, I'm staying in your hotel room in Zante. Good. <laughs> See, it's a good fantasy. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I think he probably would have gone a bit too far, the, the, the <laughs> last holiday, because he did have a pretty mad drink and drug habit. You don't really go to Zante unless you have a mad drink and drug habit, do you? I don't know. Lots of lads go there, don't they, to and discover lots themselves. Lots of lads have problems. Sure. Men's mental health. Robbie has men's mental health, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, yes, he does have men's mental health. Yeah. I don't want to feel real love in the life that I still do. Yeah, I, I remember him um, coming across really well in Stephen Fry's documentary about bipolar disorder 
Um, and yeah, he went and spoke to Robbie about his history of addiction and uh, and mental health issues. And you know, he's someone who he's spoken about a lot in the last sort of fifteen years. But I think that was one of the reasons he sort of ended up leaving. Take that was that he was like, "Woohoo! I'm sixteen. I'm gonna go fucking take coke and drink and fuck, and I want to write hip hop songs." And mm-hmm. Gary Barlow's like, "Where we do ballads and we don't pay tax. Leave yeah. us alone." Yeah. To me, Robbie Williams and Gary Barlow are the yin and yang of British society. They're the id and the super ego. Yes. It's uh, it's the libertines all over again. It's uh, Squidward and Spongebob, if you ask me. Well, um, no. Gary yeah. Barlow is Squidward. Squidward doesn't play, pay taxes on the cash and hand yeah. work he does in the Krusty Krab. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know what? When you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but he does claim his fucking oboe lessons, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're fucking saying. Uh, but... Uh, I think, yeah, I think no one summed up depression as well as Robbie Williams did when he said, I don't want to die, but I'm not keen on living either. On Escapology. Yeah. 2002. That is a fucking... I honestly think you could take that song, slightly teak, tweak the production and it could be... I a, think you should take it. I think you should tiki teak it, like it's a tiki mask. <laughs> Um, and then tweak the production and it could easily be like a Queen's of Stone Age ballad, honestly. Yeah, uh, I, we've spoken before as well. My friend, uh, the poet Matt Abbott, is a big fan mm-hmm. of Robbie Williams. And uh, during the pandemic, Robbie Williams was doing an Instagram live. And Matt Abbott said, oh, I'm a poet and I've always looked up to you. And Robbie went, oh, come on the chat. And then they nice. did a, a a live Instagram interview together. where he More spoke people to should do those Instagram live interviews. Uh, yeah, just bring on a random... But the thing is, though, you are opening yourself up to someone just flashing their dick, aren't you? But in Robbie's case, they'll pro- probably be him. But like, why do we not do Instagram lives and then just put each other's faces on it? Um, I don't think we have enough people to not make it embarrassing. Yeah. You know? But it'd be nice for the 10 people who watch it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, we have this for that. Oh, yeah. We already pay for studio and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're engaging Good with that. Good example. Um, big football fan um, after his dad was the licensee of Port Vale. Uh, and there's that, a beautiful bit in the documentary Yep, where there's a block of flats next to Port Vale FC mm-hmm. and he goes, my only dream when I was a wee boy was to live in one of those flats because then I could see every game. Yeah, well, I mean, West Ham's old ground, the the, the bowling ground in Upton mm-hmm. Park used to have a block of flats that you could see over. It was a much bigger ground than Port Vale, they're more successful, <laughs> but, but they were bigger flats. Uh, Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> not to flex, but West Ham are bigger than Port Vale. Thanks, Robbie. A loser. But you know what I like about Robbie, like in Port Vale? Port Vale are in Stoke, but mm-hmm. Stoke is another team. They're called Stoke, Stoke City EFC. And if you live in Stoke, if you live in Stoke, <laughs> don't. If you live in Stoke, then that's who you support. Port Vale is like the loser team. Yeah. And Robbie's like, my team's my team. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. If you live in Stoke, you maybe bleed the vampire. <laughs> He lives in stake. This is a stock and trade. I um I, I that brings us on to uh everyone's favorite feature, Dream Sleeves. We look at the art of the album art and we decide if it's a good or a fart. It's Dream Sleeves, everybody. Um and I here's my hot take, all right? Uh for audio listeners, I'm gonna describe it to you. We have a what looks like a picture of a football team celebrating a big win at a football stadium, all in their matching football jerseys. But uh, pay closer attention, and you might just notice that every player is Robbie Williams. How did they do that? Magic, witchcraft, 
Because um, his arm's over him, but he's him. It's like the thing where Lemmy photoshopped himself to like fuck himself, and then there's like versions of himself like looking at him. Well, this is before himself. Photoshop, so I think he just had to run around really fast. They nailed it at like slow exposure. Yeah, like yeah. You take a I think it's the, the only way you could do something like that. I think this is one of the best album covers we've done on this podcast. I think it's one of the best album covers any human. I think it's one of the best things anything has ever thinged. Sing when you're winning is one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. Yep, I, 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 I agree. But the album cover is great. I thought it was Rangers when I was a wee guy. Because it's blue. Red, it was shot red, white, at and blue. Stamford Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sing when you're winning. So do you know, like, I had to explain this this phrase to yeah. my Australian wife earlier, um, who didn't really understand the concept of sing when you're winning. It's a football chant. When you are typically, if you're an away fan, mm-hmm. you're a bit more raucous than the prawn sandwich munching home fans. Uh, so when they score a goal, and suddenly, hello, got some prawn sandwich munching sandwich fans. It's not gonna be crystal an hour early, is it? We'll see. Shit, did I say the wrong time? It's the postman. (laughs) (laughs) What were we talking about there? Um, Say when you're winning. Yes. The album. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is good bonus content for the Patreons. Huh? Yeah. Sorry about that. you're okay. Um. So I like it. Sing when you're winning. Typically, uh, is sang by the away fans towards the home fans. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you've been maybe you're drawing a game and then suddenly the home team scores a goal, two one up, and then that is what brings the home fans. You know they they. Get animated and How's they it go? Well, no, the, the home fans start singing like, "Yeah, we scored a goal." Whatever their uh, song is, uh-huh. and then you wait. Come on, like, you turfs! These guys only sing when they're winning. <laughs> sing when you're winning. You only sing when you're winning. It's like a criticism. Fair yeah. weather fans. It's like uh, we sing all the time, <laughs> even when we're losing. Yeah. We sing. Yeah, you only sing when you're winning. Because I was looking up, I was looking up like uh, YouTube clips to sing when you're winning, mm. and it was like. The best football chants of all time. Bolton FC's home crowd singing, sing when you're winning. The song is based on an old Cuban song called Guantanamera. Guantanamera B. Guantanamera. <laughs> Guantanamera. And I listened to like some old Cuban band playing Guantanamera. it. Guantanamera. Yeah. You only Guantanamera. It's cool. There's, it's a rich, a, it's, there's a rich history of football fans. Uh, you know, delving into world music to celebrate their favourite players or ideas. West Ham had a player called Paolo Di Canio, who was Italian. So they'd sang some Italian opera. They'd go, Paolo Di Canio, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Wonderful. And yeah. I think they're all opera fans. Yeah. It's just who, I just don't understand how these come about. One guy who's quite a charismatic figure 
start singing it and people join in. Bit of a Robbie. Bit of a Williams himself. Bit of a Robbie and Les Holiday and Zenti. Yep. Um, I would love, I just think he's the type of guy, if you were on a Let's Holiday with him, he would just stick a wee look as he'd outside your door and you woke up in the morning <laughs> with, with a hung, hangover, you know. No way. He's Got you too days. busy with the fucking ladies back in his room, you know no what way, Robbie's man. like, man. They've, they've slunk off. Not slunk off, that seems uh, uh, distasteful to say. They've disappeared. Yep. They've um, ceased to exist. <laughs> their um, their purpose has been fulfilled. <laughs> They've ceased to exist? <laughs> Do you think Robbie's some kind of energy vampire? Oh, fuck yeah. It drains people. Fucked my Robbie and then just dissolving, wasting away into dust. Yeah, like You've sugar. You've reached a higher a, purpose. Sugar in a cup of coffee. Like sugar in too much coffee. <laughs> I just don't understand who goes like, okay, we all know the song Super Trooper by ABBA. Yeah. What if we change it to be about their manager? Uh, uh, is that is that one that's happened? No, I'm trying to think of an example. But <laughs> okay, I don't right, know anything yeah. about football. <laughs> but I just don't understand. I would love to be the guy who sits down and goes, right, this week it's going to be. It's much more organic than that, you know? It can't be. Like, if you go to an away game, you might hear every now and then someone try and do their own chant, okay? And whether or not it picks up, I mean, that is really down to the moment you choose, the funniness of the song. Yeah. You know, the, the like, just what's going on at the time, your own confidence and ability, mm. where you are in a match, all sorts of things. Robbie's a big football fan. Yes. So much so that he started his own football team in LA. Really? His team is Port Vale. Mm-hmm. He started Los Angeles... Vale. Oh, yes. What does Vale mean, do you know? Um, no. Corbin, what's happened to this TV, man? We <laughs> call Sonny. They, uh, yeah. It, it, what we said? He started LA Vale FC. Um, but then the football team, I couldn't find much information about why they disbanded. <laughs> but all I found for sure is that the team was sleeping in his house. What? And the two of them swindled him out of two hundred thousand oh, pounds. Come on, lads. Yeah, that's not okay. Sing when you you're already a big soccer player. And not, if you're playing for LA Vale, you're not a big soccer player, really. Well, if you, it's a start-up football team. Sure, it's by Robbie Williams, but you know, were they not? Major League Soccer is. I mean, especially even even now, it's still bad. Yeah. Ten years ago, I mean, these aren't these aren't the top dogs. That's where like kind of. Past the sale by day, English players go to kind of have an easy life for a while, isn't it? They might, they might go play for LA Galaxy or something, but not, not a new, not Robbie mm. Williams sleeping in Robbie Williams' house team. Yeah, I would love to see a Netflix documentary about it though. <laughs> that's so class. Um, he's big into UFOs. Well, that's what I was saying. He's like a conspiracy theorist, forward yeah. slash uh, urban legend. Him and John guy. Ronson did a documentary about UFOs. Yeah, Robbie. My name's John Robinson. The voice is a lot softer than you might imagine based on this psychopath. I've got Robbie Williams here and we're going to find out if there's UFOs in his back garden. But all I can see is a dog up old football pitch and I'm having to climb over all these young (laughs) athletic men to get out there. And uh, screaming about stealing £200,000 from him. There's a lot of questions about Robbie Williams' sexuality as well. I found this YouTube comment. Mm. Um, YouTube comment of the week. I do have a YouTube comment of the week. but This one didn't quite make it, but it was very... It was just about Robbie. He was going, Robbie Williams, spectacular gay boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
spectacular gay boy. This is a new album. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll, I might go into my uh, unhinged YouTube comment. Is it related to sexuality? Because I have a quote about that he you said about it, sexuality. He said, when asked about his sexuality, Robbie Williams said, I love musical theatre and a lot of the other things that are associated with gays. I am 49% homosexual <laughs> and, and sometimes as far as 50%. However, that would imply that I enjoy having a particular sort of fun, mm-hmm. which I don't. So, um, what does that mean? I think he's saying he likes gay stuff, but he doesn't like actual anal sex or frotting <laughs> or kissing men. <laughs> Is frotting number two on the list of, uh, you know, gay sexual acts, I guess so? I've actually heard it's number one. <laughs> I've heard kind of well, that's where Robbie Williams get all his number ones from. I've heard anal sex has kind of went out of fashion in the gay community and it's really more about just edging and jacking off in a kind of group scenario. Right. So. <laughs> if any of our Patreons can... Uh, can any can gay back. legends out there want to back up or deny that? Yeah. Uh, Let's have a word. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, let's hear. Do you want to hear mine? Has YouTube on the week? Yes, please. It's from the video of Robbie Williams, and this kind of made me love Robbie a lot when I saw this about a year ago. This kind of in the metal community, this kind of came up, and it was footage of Robbie on the tour for this in Cologne mm-hmm. uh, with a bucket hat on and a, a hoodie. Yep, and he's covering "Rolling" by Limp Bizkit. Really? Hands up, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Back up, back up. Tell me what you want to do now. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. And his band is going off. And he's got two dancers mm-hmm. in like little shorts. Very sexy ladies doing all the push in, push out shit, man. And you're like, this is phenomenal. Cologne is on fire. And right. there's all these beautiful Teutonic women mm-hmm. on people's shoulders in the crowd going, rolling. You yeah. Know? And he's reading the lyrics off. Does he have a young... A young French fan base? I mean, his fan base is mainly going to be like... Where do you What? Where do you Germany? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, just a separate <laughs> question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, cut that. Cut that out. Nah, keep it. <laughs> keep the frotting and the mail delivery. Well, the frotting wasn't going anyway. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and no danger. That's what I've heard. <laughs> um... I I uh, saw a fantastic YouTube comment. Oh, I didn't even get to my YouTube comment. I wasn't wonderful gay boy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that wasn't a direct quote. That was basically what he said. He said gay boy and he said, like, great, great guy. Right. Big gay boy. Right. But there's nothing okay. wrong with that, basically. Absolutely. Uh, so I watched the Robbie Williams cover of Rolling by Limp Bizkit. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the as much as this is a post-Britpop record, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there is a swagger. An Oasis-esque swagger. Oh, of course. And, Robbie um, Williams is all swagger. Yeah, I think this is one of the best Britpop albums of all time. Right. That, to me, it's different class by Pope. It's like when you're winning by Robbie. Really? Dogman Star by the, Suede. Yeah, that, whatever I'm listening to. But then Tway <laughs> Down, it's like Oasis. Um, but uh, for the YouTube comment on Robbie Williams covering Limp Bizkit, a guy called Speedway Nut. Oh my God, he's nuts about Speedway. <laughs> Whose profile picture is a picture of the Joker. Oh, wait a second. The Joker from the Batman? 
There's something. Don't read this. It's going to be unhinged. Something almost sinister about someone who feigns crime for me. <laughs> what? Some sort of clown? <laughs> In Speedway, that said, imagine the Undertaker coming out to this version. <laughs> and I would love to see the Undertaker. He is, a, he is a sick clown coming up with things <laughs> like that. That's fucking. That's unhinged, all right. Unhinged YouTube comment of the week. Um, my YouTube comment I enjoyed was uh, a comment on Rock DJ. So I guess we can start talking about the album. Phenomenal, as well. phenomenal. He's a very video. Ian Jury inspired um, Rock DJ. You know, when you think of reasons to be cheerful, the way that he sort of talk raps his way through. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. So Rock DJ was inspired by uh, Ian Jury. The video, I remember the video, but I rewatched it and I was like, I just forgot how. First off. How naturally, I mean, Robert Williams is so fucking charismatic, and he's so funny, mm-hmm. and but and, sexy. Yeah, yes. I was nearly frotting <laughs> myself. <laughs> can you frot? Can one front frot oneself? Frotting is a two, it's a two person activity. Takes two to tangle. <laughs> Takes two to frot. Um, Takes two to frot tangle. <laughs> You've been tangled. So the video, Robbie is on stage, okay? He's at a roller disco. He's in the middle. There's all these sexy ladies skating around him, and there is a particularly sexy DJ in the roof where they belong, okay? (laughs) He's trying to catch the DJ's attention with his sexy cool dancing, okay? And And a vest. In a a tight vest, sure, okay? But not in a gay way. 50% for an 8% (laughs) gay. Spectacular gay boy. The really funny thing about the video is Robbie's face. Every time he realizes that what he's doing isn't enough, he's going, what, what, what do you mean? I'm, but I'm Robbie Williams. Come mm-hmm. on. And he's got that sort of self-aware silliness about him, which is what, how he can get away with being like, but I am a sexy man. Because he's like, smile and a wink. He's so five-dimensional. Uh, so he slowly takes off his clothes until he's uh, in pants that has a picture of a tiger. Over his I wanted these pants so bad. and balls. Yeah, I still want the pants. Well, we've got uh, uh, another sponsorship. <laughs> so we can't. Tiger Pants from Germany. <laughs> the famous French company from Cologne. <laughs> Shut up. Um, anyway, great comment on here. Okay. The comment readed. I'd just like to say congratulations, Robbie. This video has been up for a decade. And has a little over 500,000 in likes and not one single dislike. I mean, there are idiots out there that hit the dislike button on videos of people saving animals or grandmas that just beat cancer. 10 years. No dislikes. Congratulations. Great song, too. That comment was by Get Healthier With Me. I'll get healthy with that guy. I saw that comment in an early <laughs> I was terrified by this video growing up. Oh, we haven't even got to why it's, why it's scary yet. It so he's standing in his little pants. And then, well, still not getting sexy DJ's ladies' uh, attention. So then... Takes his pants off? Takes his pants off. And, uh, and that's what scared you. <laughs> no, 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 oh no, no, my no, God, no. the male physical form. Very comfortable with it. Uh, and then he starts to peel off his own muscles. Yeah, his and skin. His skin. And he's like, he's just like a fleshy body, like a... He rips his ass cheeks off. Yeah. That was my favourite bit. Yeah. Were you scared of it or were you... No, I love it. Yeah. Back then, I used to have this weird thing. I was very scared of people's bodies being torn apart. 
Right. Like uh, there was this place. I think that is quite scary though. But I had a phobia of it mm. because like I, <laughs> there was this PS1 demo disc. Yeah. Remember we used to get PlayStation magazine, it would come with a demo disc and it'd mm-hmm. have like six games on it. There was this one that came and it had a music video with it. Yeah. And it was like a kind of drum and bass song. But the music video was this guy whose like body was falling apart mm-hmm. and it terrified me. And I would scream if it, my dad put it on. And he loved to scare me, so he'd put it on all the time. <laughs> this music video. A lot of child abuse going on in your house. Rock DJ. Yeah. Band. Before it 10 p.m. Caused a lot of controversy. He rips his flesh up. And then he's a skeleton by the end of it. Yeah. Very but, similar to the music. What's that Prodigy song? And it turns out that the sexy DJ lady likes skeletons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, See the bit where he rips his skin off and he throws bits of his flesh at the girls and they're like covered in blood and like rubbing the mm-hmm. f- Robbie meat. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, speaking of music videos, do you mm. remember the incredibly sexy music video Call On Me by Eric Prides? And it was all the sexy ladies in their gym gear and they're all like humping the air. Um, well, I remember a news story in which Robbie Williams just publicly said... See the lady in that video, the main girl. I think she's attractive. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go on a date with her. So then her agent got in touch with his agent, and they went on the date. So that would make cocaine. What? <laughs> I don't think so. He saw his <laughs> wife in a magazine. He went, right. I want her. Okay. Oh, okay. I want her. How do you know uh, his voice again? Mr. White. Mr. White. <laughs> What, what magazines have you got here, Mr. Wayne? Oh, I've been reading OK Magazine, Mr. <laughs> Wayne. And I just wanted to know. Take a break. That lovely girl on page seven. Do, do you have her details, Mr. Wayne? You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> You're only supposed to check off the women magazines. not mad at them, Michael. <laughs> you clown. Oh, no, he's such a sweetheart. He, he, he jacked off over a girl in a magazine and went, well, I suppose we have to get married now, Mr. Well, Wayne. I suppose the nuptials <laughs> are necessary. I've spilled my seeds, so therefore we must be together forever, Mr. Wayne. Um, there you go, Michael Caine and Robin Williams. <laughs> something common there. They've both masturbated. Work, work class lads. Good work class lads. <laughs> Boys. Um, this album also features uh, one Kylie Minogue, who I've seen live. Have you really? Well, Under what circumstances? I went to see Nick Cave, and then oh. uh, he brought her out to sing um, Where? the duet. Um, at, at Field Day Festival in London. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. He went, he went ladies and gentlemen, Carly Minogue. And, you know, there was like 10,000 fucking Nick Cave goth girls there who lost their fucking shit for Carly yes. Minogue. I would very lose cool. my shit if Carly Minogue came out. Very cool. That whole, album, that whole concert was very funny because there was a girl next to me um, who clearly had never seen Nick Cave and was very excited. She was like shaking with excitement and she just bawled her eyes out for the entire concert. Very mm. funny. That is funny. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Kylie Minogue. And then, yeah, everyone lost what's their that, shit. What you think? What's that song they do together? The um, Rose? Yeah, Something about the Rose? Yeah, Carmen Wild Rose. What do you I think's think I've got that wrong? What Kids mm. featuring Kylie? Mm-hmm. Or Nick Cave featuring Kylie? Um, the thing is, is that the, the kids... Just uh, think about who you're talking to before you say this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kids duet, I feel like, doesn't take full advantage of it being a duet, you know, I like a duet with a little, a little back and forth. Best, best duet of all time, of course. Islands in the stream. Islands in the stream. Yes, that is what we are. 
And we, Come re- away with we me. rely on each other. I Wonderful. From one love to and that, that is what you should be really aiming for with yeah. a duet. Rob Williams had the duet of Nicole Kidman. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to give it a boohoo because, um, again, I just don't feel like they. Then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, I love you. Yeah. Maybe if. People like this one, we can go and do the swing when you're winning as well. I would like to do that. Swing when you're winning, of course. Bonus track, uh, Somewhere Over the Sea, featured in the Finding Nemo soundtrack for all those filmos out there. All the, all the filmos. <laughs> all the filmos out there in listener land. Uh, I just want to do, not do, but I want to read the rap. That, I've, uh, I've also got the rap written down in my notes. Can I just say, uh, this record got savaged. Critically, when it came out, mm. I'm talking four, five out of ten enemy, mm-hmm. five out of ten spin magazine. You know, really, people weren't nice to it because mm-hmm. he was a pop star. Yeah, and daring, daring to do rap, daring to do a rap rock mm-hmm. pop song mm-hmm. with Kylie Minogue. Yes. Okay, I'm an honorary conscious. Okay, Shit, this well, is hard. Wow, he makes okay. it look easy. Yeah. I'm an honorary Sean Connery born 74. There's only one of me single handedly raising the economy. Ain't no chance of the record company dropping me. Press be asking, do I care for sodomy? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I've been looking for serial monogamy. Not some blood that looks like Billy Connolly. But for now, I'm down for ornithology. Grab your binoculars. Come follow me. I like to drink it up and never like to stink it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh- <sighs> I'm looking for serial monogamy, not some bird that looks like Billy Connolly. That is such a good line. No, no, it's not. How? What women look like Billy Connolly? Hairy ones. <laughs> Old hairy ones. He's just seen, <laughs> seen the rhyme. Uh, this time, this was like fucking don't live a little, live a lotto Billy as well. This is Billy with a purple beard. This is naked Billy Connolly running down the street with his arse out. Yeah. I don't... Well, Robbie Williams has been doing bloody plenty of that, mate. Press be asking, do I care for sodomy? I don't know yet, probably. Yeah, so I think he, he kind of predates this um, allowing allowing his sexuality to be questioned for the market without ever really committing so to it. depth to his character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm suggesting that he played up his homosexuality for record sales, but... No, I think he was, I think he was the advent of... Not the advent, maybe, but definitely a vanguard of the mm. movement, going away from the new lad movement. Of uh, the nineties, you know, mm. you're David Bedil. David and Bedil. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, David and Bedil yep. played Wembley yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Two people. Yeah. Um that kind of lad stuff, you know, Nuts magazine. Yeah. You know, and this was going to Front magazine, you know. Mm-hmm. Off girls, yep, being a wee bit gay, right? Skincare vests, yeah. I think I don't know that this is because this isn't this is the new type of lead coming through. But, but Nuts magazine that was when I was a young man, so I think you chronologically, I'm off. yeah, it's a little, a little bit off. This was the beginning of Nuts, <laughs> yeah, away from what was before, page three, I don't know, yeah, well, FHM. So this was, yeah, I get what you're saying. This is maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't think you can say that Robbie Williams is moving away from post-led. lad. This I don't is post-led. You can't say Robbie Williams is post-led. He's dressed as a footballer on his fucking cover. He's talking about... We've spoken about how we'd like to call him a lad. I think he's a nice boy. <laughs> I think if Lad Bible did a feature on him, they're mm-hmm. saying he's a good he's a good, good, good fella. Yeah. 
you know, I think he's respectful. Apart from when he grabbed that tit at Nebworth. Supreme. Can't believe he does a song called, basically, named after a, a John Coltrane song. Is that Supreme has got the, the, the I Will Survive um, refrain in it as well. Yeah. It reminded me of you know, the Cake cover of that. You ever heard that? No. Do you like Cake? Never listened to them. Post-rock? They do a fantastic cover. Post rock band? No, they're more like, a, they're kind of like a bit of a shitty 90s. They're like a bit like a James kind of band. Mm. But they have a really good cover of uh, I Will Survive. Um, which which this reminded me of um, because it's the same, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird that comes in. You're like, what the fuck? Why is that? I will survive. Being so played. many good samples in this. Rock DJ uh, samples X Ecstasy when you lay down next to me by Barry White. Also, um, can you kick it by um, mm. a tribe called Quest? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. What's the song I that ends up in a mad drum and bass beat? Yeah, is that the first one? Let yeah. love be your energy. Let love be your energy. Have you seen the video to that? No. Man, the video is something special. Why okay. is it? It's, it's an animated video. Okay, mm-hmm. You've got a sort of avatar superhero version of Robbie. Mm-hmm. He's just running. What's he running from? Running from life? Running from his demons? Okay. Mm-hmm. Running from the press, probably. Right. Running know, from his probably. screaming hordes of fans. He's just running. And every now and then he stops running. To fuck a beautiful woman. <laughs> and then he gets up and he runs again. And then he stops and he fucks. And then he runs again. So there's an X-rated version of it. Let uh, love be your energy. Uh, let love be your energy indeed. And you see nipples, just saying. If you want to see some animated nipples uh, along animated Robbie Williams, then uh, you're going to want to see this video. Just before we do uh, Tattoo Woohoo, I want to shout out to a song, Nutsford City Limits, uh, which I'd never heard before. But there's an absolutely amazing, amazing line in it. You've never heard of of, of, of Nutfield City Limits? This is Nutsford City Limits. What's that? It's a song on this album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's basically about like, you sure know, it is. We've, all, we've all had a New York minute. We've all mm. been to LA and London and stuff. But uh, I'm from Nutsford, which yep. is a wee town. And, um, and it has a line in it. I think it could be an Arctic Monkeys lyric. He said... And when the meter ran out on life, I used my tokens, baby. <laughs> and when the meter ran out on life. And when the meter ran out on life, I used my tokens, baby. Yeah. Not for city limits. That is that is what I, what they would call one of the early songs <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sheffield State of Mind. With two guys revealing tattoos, we're gonna Google limit searching and we'll choose if it's tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo. We're judging the ink, yeah, that's what we do. Full sleeve or face tats, big skull or wig, bad you pick that design, is it bad or just fine? Or dragon or a skull, pretentious or tall, you cannot hide, and we will decide if it's tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo, yeah. Robert Williams. Does not have any tattoos. No, 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 no. If you watch the Rock DJ episode, you will see. I've I've seen Robbie's body more times than I care to admit. Okay. Frottage. The boys inked up to the So I haven't showed you these. I've not seen these apart from in my real personal life. Uh Let's get first tattoo up. Okay. Let's describe it for the audio listener, please. I forgot that I didn't know what this phrase means. Across his chest. Can you look up what his tattoo means? 
It says, uh, it's, it's a Latin phrase across uh, his... Chasson à son goût. Or gout. Gout. I don't think he has gout. He's a very healthy man. Well, no, he's not. He's an unhealthy man. Oh. Well, he's abused his body with drinking <laughs> drugs for years. Um, and I'm pretty sure recently he had some health problems. He like realised that he had a sort of... Some sort of autoimmune disease or something. What does it mean? Oh my god! Is there anything better than this incredible pop star derided by the music press mm-hmm. across the pond and before the pond? Mm-hmm. Pond the very pond. In the pond. Pondy pond. Pond a replay. Each to their own taste. Each to and their listen, own. he was in take that, and they wanted him to be a fucking shell. They wanted him to be a fucking you know copy paste balladeer. He said, "No, I want to be the stadium filling rap rock Elvis." Of the Midlands. The thing is, his rap parts of his of his Class. career are the worst parts. No. His ballads aren't the best. No. How could you leave, take that, and then write a song like Angels, and then complain about ballads? Sometimes you need to... Millennium is ballad. Lean into your criticism. Yeah, but the hip, no one's remembering... No, I mean, even us calling him like a rap, a rap rock, like no one's taking it seriously. Rude box. Keep your torso, boys getting high and the girls even more so. Wave your hands if you're yeah. with a man. Can I dig it? Yes, you can. I got love. You got fuck. We got everybody. So that's what's less rapid. This is like Ian Jury stuff. Ian no? Jury was a rapper. <laughs> tattoo woohoo, tattoo boohoo, each to their own across the oh, chest. In sorry, Latin. Latin on the chest is a boohoo. Come on. It's a woohoo from me. Next tattoo. Okay, I got this. He tweeted this. I retweeted this as a, a hint, maybe, that we were going to be covering this record. Don't know if anybody caught that. Um, Robbie so, Williams tweeted, this was on March 31st, 2016, days before the death of the person this tattoo is for. This is for Ronnie Corbett. Ronnie Corbett, you inspired me at a very young age. Thank you. You'll always be with me. Wow. And then he's got Ronnie Corbett's glasses mm-hmm. and the other ronnie ronnie barker yeah glasses. The, the two ronnies the i think they ronnies. were re- referred to as some people we... call them the two ronnies but archaeologists aren't sure and you used to have a joke about ronnie corbett as well i used to have a joke about ronnie corbett until the night he died i tried it in perth um then a gig that bruce fumi ran mm-hmm. and uh someone shouted out too soon and it was, yeah. he had died that day. Yeah. And have you never done it since then? No, I have, yeah. But yeah. I haven't done it in like five years because I'm not a hack. Yes. <laughs> hack shit. Hack loser. Uh, I think neck tattoo for Ronnie Corbett on your neck when you're, I mean, that's uh, it's a woohoo for uh, me. I like the tattoo. I like the idea. I don't like the placement. Why? I think it looks a bit weird on his neck. I think it anywhere else would be good. Oh, okay. Right. That Your opinion is different than mine, clearly. You I think it's say, great. Well, I think it isn't. Fuck's sake. But it's still a woohoo. But I'm just commenting. No, you're, on, not, you're not giving out woohoo. You're saying I, it's bad. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I said it's, it's, it's a you. good tattoo. Footnote. But it would be better if it was somewhere else. We need to come up with something between a woohoo and a boohoo. Then. A wee hee. A, <laughs> a bee wee. It's a tattoo. Wee Yeah, that sounds too good. It's a, t- it's a tattoo woo boo. <laughs> a tattoo boo woo. Tattoo hoo hoo. Yeah. Um, next, no, no. Next tattoo, please. Okay. What do you think about this? Okay. Right. Uh, we've got <laughs> a, um, a, a, a an angry looking lion with a tear, crying lion, and it says "Born to be mild." Uh, <laughs> That's class. Born to be mild. And at the top, it says, he's a funny guy. It says, "Grant me serenity." At the top. Yeah. 
the what's that called? The serenity prayer. The serenity prayer. Is that an important part of the rehab process? Yes, yes, it's very important. <laughs> important. Yes, yeah. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, uh, so, look, the serenity part of it, not fair enough. You know, uh, recovery tattoos, um, very important part of someone's recovery. Um, the crying lion class. Uh, the, are you serious? Why's it got elf's ears? That's what lions it's have. A bad, that's a bad tattoo. It's not a good lion, but it's a good tattoo. If your friend walked in with that, <laughs> if I walked in and I got a new tattoo and I showed you that black and white, poorly sketched lion, you go, Liam, what the fuck's happened to you? But who are you? I'm me. Yeah. So you think Robbie Williams can get away with his bad tattoo? 100%. Um, that's not what the comp- that's not what woohoo boohoo is really about, though, is it? Is is it a good tattoo or not? We know it's a bad tattoo. I love it. I'm going to give him a full woohoo. Born I give a woohoo to his entire body. <laughs> born to be mild as well. Very funny, actually. Yeah, that's a bit. Nice. If he's actually born to be wild, though, he's like cocaine. He's like fucking drinking. He's like mega. He's in arena pop. It's a pretty thing. basic joke, and the tattoo as well is like in a weird banner. And it's like scribbled hand. I think I wanted the weird banner on my rose, but the guy said it would take it would be an extra fifty Canadian dollars. The whole arm is I a thought boo-hoo. That meant a lot. It's not. When he ripped off his muscles during uh, Rock DJ, he'd have been uh, well advised to have not reattached this arm with its poor tattoos. Leave it open. Liam, did you enjoy an album? Are we there already? Yes, I guess we are. Um, listen. The album uh, has got some great songs on it. If we're being honest, mm-hmm. there's a couple filler tracks on here. There's there's a few songs on here that you're not going back to. I forgot the name of one of them. You forgot Nuts for Sale Limits existed. Exactly, okay. Even though it has that amazing line. Um, there There's some good songs on here. Forever Texas is cool. It's a country fried funk stomper. And For- I also, speaking of Arctic Monkeys, I believe that by all means necessary, has the same cinematic, psychedelic kiss-off vibe as the New Arctic Monkeys record. The, for some reason, um, Better Man is on there twice, uh, once in English, once in Spanish, um, There, which, you know, you hear it in Spanish, you're like, there's a guy in Stokes singing, in a, a guy from Stokes trying to sing in a Spanish accent. He has a house in LA. Um, Right, but it Can sounds... I make angry, I say. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Listen, I've got a lot of love for Robbie. I think he's a good lad done well, okay? I'm proud of him, right? He's written some of the best pop songs of the last 20 years, time and time again. He ain't no one-hit wonder. Every album he seems to come out, there's two or three canonised British pop songs. No, I, I, this record's different. No one else really... No, and this this album does have that. This album has Rock DJ... And and kids, kids, you know? let love be your energy. Let, you know. No, let's love be not be your energy. That's that, a stone moment, right? But it's not a canonized pop song. As no, well. okay. So I think it may be. I get it. I get the vibe of it. No, no the man in the street doesn't Supreme know that. Supreme was okay. great as well. Right. Yeah. All I'm saying is, Robbie is one of those acts that we've covered. That we've covered. I said covered. <laughs> okay, he's one of those acts that we've covered. That um the for. In all honesty, he's more of a greatest hits man. He's not an album guy. That's so wrong. You know, this is one of the best records of the two thousands. It's up there with Kid A. 
No one really thinks that. And no I one, think no one's that taking I prefer you... this to Radiohead. Sure, right? But no, this is better than Radiohead. No one, no one believes that you think that. I really. think that, but no one, no one believes this that. This is class. It's uh, funny. Are you going to listen to it regularly? Yes, yeah. I have been listening to it regularly since the um, Manu Chow record. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> It this is, is the best Britpop. This is the second best Britpop record all time. It, it's a good... This ended Britpop. There's some good... I actually found that a lot of Britpop <laughs> was very reductive. Mm. And um, the kind of disco stuff on this record and the hip-hop samples and the actual rapping that really moved Britpop in a new direction. Mm-hmm. A post-racial direction. Mm. Less white, more sexy. Yeah. I love it, man. I uh, think it's fine. This is the best record we've ever covered. I think it's fine. I think right. you really know that it's fine as well. I think you're being a bit funny, and that's fine. It's a comedy I walked podcast. down the street listening to this, and I've got a spring on my step. I enjoyed listening to it. Is that all we're asking? Then sure, I enjoyed it. It's called Enjoying Album, obviously, that's what we're asking. But, you know, we're allowed to offer some critique, and that is, there's some filler in here. If I'm going, if I'm being honest, I'm probably going to skip some songs on it. I think you need to watch the documentary about him. It really changes the way you think about him, and... He's an artist. I do my own research. I don't watch uh, documentaries from the lamestream media telling me... VH1? What, yeah. Uh, VH1. <laughs> um. <laughs> Virgin Head 1. Uh, I would say, yeah, I love this record. What, every week we add two songs from the playlist to the Enjoying Album playlist. Mm. As updated by Mega Slippers and Jay Hewlett. Yeah, I'm going to add... Um, what are you going to stick on from this? I think we're going to put on Rock DJ. One of the best pop songs of all time. Yeah. Um, it's a good song. It's a great song. It's an amazing video. I love the uh, injury aspects of it. Um, and it's fun. It's flirty. It's free. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick on uh, Supreme, the song right after Rock DJ. That was fantastic. Um, and we also put on a song inspired by our conversation. So going from your choice of Supreme, I'm going to put on I Will Survive by Cake. That's cool. I'm going to put on the song Sampled in Rock DJ. And I never heard this song before. And then today on the train through, I was like, I'll see what they were sampling. And uh, Barry White, it's ecstasy when you lay down next to me. Nice. A six minute funk sex. Oh, funk sex. <laughs> funk sex. <laughs> 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 Funk sex. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, That's a good boy. That's a good boy. This, the intro is like... <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps going. Sounds good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. It's like sexy. Um, Who are we? It's the Patreon episode. It's the Patreon so, episode. So who's, who's the next? Next Patreon exclusive episode is going to be... 1980s... The Number of the Beast... By Iron Maiden. <laughs> Liam's uncle's cousin. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Liam's dad's cousin. Yeah. It's in Iron Maiden. And uh, hopefully we'll get the inside scoop. Thank you very much, Patreon listeners. We hope you've enjoyed this first episode of the Patreon exclusives. Um, and uh, we thank you so much for your subscriptions. And uh, we hope to see you in a few weeks' time for your next extra Patreon bonus app. Enjoy. And I hope